the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Holy Scriptures give us everything we need to live victoriously. God gave His all for us to do so. Yet we fall far short of the blessings God has for us because we think we have it all together and choose not to acknowledge God. We wake up from a good night's sleep, unaware of what was going on all around us, and neglect to say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning and starting me on my way. Show me what you would have me think, say, and do today. Shame on us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Give the man some credit. He did get in a hurry. He got in a hurry to get to Jesus. But you know what, folk? We in the, folk don't get in a hurry to get to him. I, I give him some credit. The man did get in a hurry because he was running. So y'all read this stuff too fast. He was running. And you know what? He, 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 I give, I give him some more respect. He knelt. Some of y'all haven't bowed your knee in so long. Knelt before him and asked him, good teacher. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but God. That No one is good but one that is God. Verse 19, you know, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, <laughs> teacher. You know, Rabbi, all of these things I have kept from my youth. Oh, he was proud of himself. Wasn't that cute? Verse 21. Then Jesus looking at him, wow, loved him. You know, can you do that when people, when you see people just acting proud and arrogant? Can't you just look at folk and still love them without calling them stupid? I like that, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't say, Jesus said, you make me sick. Why don't you get off of it? You know, he didn't say that. He just, it says, it says, then Jesus looking at him, loved him. And, you know, in spite of his words and said to him, oh, but one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. Verse 22. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. I got an A, B, C, and D off of that passage. A. In verse 18, Jesus says to the young man, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. You know what Jesus was doing here? Jesus affirms his deity. And the word deity means godness. He's affirming his godness. And so uh, he, he, in other words, he's saying he is good because he is God. He is God. 
I, I'm good because I'm God. B, morality is not equivalent to salvation. Morality is not equivalent to salvation. Unless one has the life of God living in his soul through the person of Jesus Christ, he is not saved even though moral, as this rich young ruler. The rich young ruler kept the commandments from his youth. You know, he didn't lie. He didn't steal. He, he honored his parents. He didn't defraud. But he had morality without a relationship with Jesus Christ. C. The rich young ruler loved his possessions more than God and therefore missed God's greatest blessing, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ. He loved his possessions more than the God who created his possessions and missed the greatest blessing in receiving salvation in Christ. First John chapter two. Just jot it down. Verses 15, 16 says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. Don't love it. This man went away sorrowful because he was too much in love with the things of this world. D, the young man treasured his possessions more than a relationship with Jesus Christ who created the possessions. His obsession to things was to his own spiritual detriment. His obsession with things was to his own uh, spiritual detriment. It's okay to be rich, But when your riches have you, then it's not okay. He went away sorrowful because he realized he could not serve two masters. Let me just say something, by the way, let me say this is not written here, but Lord, listen, I don't see nowhere in the Bible where it says seek to get rich. Now y'all looking at me like, look how quiet, get too many amens there. You know, uh, seek to get rich. No, 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 no. You don't seek to get rich. You seek to walk with God. The, the Bible says seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and what? All these things will be added unto you. Some of you trying to be rich, you, excuse me, English, you ain't going to ever get rich because you can't handle it. And besides, some of you, your riches will get in the way of God. God knows who to lift up and, 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 and it's not a sin to be rich. Any more than it is more spiritual to be poor. We think, you know, sometimes people want to make the preacher poverty stricken. You know, <laughs> oh, he's in rags. He drive, he's driving a 1929 uh, jalopy. Isn't he spiritual? <laughs> you know, and uh, no, 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 no. You can look poor and be just as sinful. And you can be rich and be just as holy. Abraham was rich. Isaac was wealthy. Jacob was wealthy. Joseph of Arimathea was wealthy. There's a lot of wealthy folk all through scripture. Wealthy folk. You know, that's going to be in the kingdom of God. But we are not to love it. And we are not to just live in light of it. And we are not to thirst for it. We are not to covet it. Very few amens. Why don't you say amen? Amen. Say it a little bit louder. Now, there's nothing wrong with having money, honey. 
But the love of money is the root of all evil. When you love it, you'll fight over it. You can't eat turkey dinner with your family. When you love, some folk not speaking to one another right now because somebody got something that, that they thought mama should have gave the other person. And so forth and so on. He loved his treasures more than a relationship with Christ. As the rich young ruler found out, he met Jesus. See, as the rich young ruler found out when he met Jesus, one cannot earn salvation through works righteousness. Instead, we need to be clothed with the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ alone. Titus 3, 5 says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. You see, through the washing of regeneration and by the renewing of what? The Holy Ghost. The Lord makes us righteous. We can't work ourselves um, into righteousness. I was asked college night, dealing with college students last summer by a young man. And uh, he posed a question to me. It was a great question. Last summer, July, you know, we have college night twice a year, July and December. And uh, we just had it uh, a few weeks ago. But this was back in July 08. And he said, Pastor, uh, my, my family is a mil- military family. And um, uh, I've traveled all over the world. And I've seen many religions. And uh, my mama told me that I can... Uh, be open to uh, be open to all of them. Now, that wasn't good counsel, but that's what she said. And he said, "What say you?" <laughs> I said, "That's a good question." Matter of fact, young man, you've asked probably the greatest question that ever be asked tonight. I said, "When you look at all the other religions, it is a work-based righteousness to merit favor with God." You understand? You, you know, if you go to Islam, you, to Islam, you got all these pillars and you got to go to Mecca and you got to do this and you got to do this number of things. And you got to do that. And you, if you're Mormon, you got to do this and that and that and that. And if you're Buddhist, you got to do all these others. You, you have to work and do something to merit favor from God. So it's, it's what you do for God. But in Christianity, it, Christianity is not a religion. You listening? It is a, it is a relationship. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm about to get happy. Excuse me now. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. It's not what you do for God. It is what God has done for you through the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because you are saved, you do for God. You don't work to be saved. You work because you what? Are saved. And therein is a tremendous, profound distinction. Once I said that in the spirit, there was such a tranquility and peace because the word of God rings true. A second, second Corinthians 521 says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Your morality cannot save you. And, and you know, it's sorry to say you got some unsaved folk that really act better than saved folk. I'd rather live by some unsaved ones. <laughs> At least they know how to respect your property. 
Some of them, not all of them. Now, some of them put graffiti on it. But but, but a lot of them, you you got unsaved folk, won't drink, won't cheat, won't run out on their wife. You got Christians doing that. Won't y'all say amen? You got some unsaved folk won't look at pornography and, and all other stuff. They won't get on crack, but they lost. Amen. You say no to Lord and still kind of sniffing on the side. Still drinking your booze. You know what I really believe? I, oh, God, I'm going to take my time. The choir didn't sing today. Y'all were the choir. Believe the, the drinking of Christians is rivaling the, the drinking of those in the world. I got quite a goddamn. Oh, it's not a sin to drink. And, and it's rivaling. You start with one, then you got two, then you got a case, then you got two cases. Then little little Johnny, five years old, he's he get get him a sip on the side. Well, amen. amen. Isaiah 61.10. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. I love that verse. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me. Look, he, who is that he? That's a personal pronoun for whom? God. For God has clothed me in the garments of salvation. I love that verse. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. That's an awesome verse. Y'all need to underline that. I'm, I, now, you know, you, you showing up clothed when you've been covered with the garment of salvation and you're covered with the righteousness of God. You, listen, you, you looking good to God then. Now, you got, some, you got on some pretty clothes. Those are clothes that won't wear out. Termites can't eat up. You won't be half naked. And some of y'all in sin because you're getting out your clothes in the wrong places. Put your clothes on. God is watching you. <laughs> Don't take your clothes off anywhere. And if you clothe with the garments of salvation and you cover with the robe of righteousness, you don't undress yourself before folk you're not married to. Why y'all not saying amen? Am I talking French? <laughs> the, the Lord has shown us what is good from his word that we would know it and do it. According to scripture, what does God require of us? He, he says, I, 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 I've shown you, old man, what is good. What is good according to the scripture? I want you to see in the scripture what's good from a good God who does only what? Good. Number one, what is good according to the scripture? It is good that we, number one, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. That's depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Psalms 34, 13 through 16. It says, keep your tongue from evil. Now that's a big challenge right there. Keep your tongue from evil. I don't understand how we got two lips, up and lower, up and lower, teeth, and that tongue can get through all of that and still do damage. 
Keep your tongue from evil, your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. How many, how many of y'all righteous and you know you're righteous? Now, if you're not righteous, you will give you a chance to get righteous. Don't, now, listen, if you know you're righteous with, I mean, you, you are right standing with God and you save and you're clothed with the righteousness of God, don't be ashamed to raise your hand. If you know you're saved and you know it, show some sign, raise your hand. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. God is watching you and he's listening to you. You know why you can do some of the things you do and say some of the things you say? You forget that God doesn't have on blinders. God hears all that ugly stuff. And he sees that ugly stuff, you see. And so the scripture says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Let me tell you something. When God gets done with those who are evil, and when, and when he gets tired of their stuff, he can get rid of them so good that you can't even remember that you knew them. Now, you know that's getting rid of them. You say, now, who's that? I, 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 I can't. You can't. God won't even let you remember. Just, just wipe them out. Wipe them out. That's good according to the scripture. Number two, it is good to be near God and tell of his deeds. It is good to be what? Near God and tell of his deeds. Psalm 73, 28 says, but as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. You know what? My, you know what refuge is? My sanctuary. My, uh, my place of safety. Uh, 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 I have made the Lord, you see, I have made the Lord, the sovereign Lord, my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. Now, you know what? It is too dangerous. Satan is too busy for us to not be near God. When one is near God, he talks more about the goodness of God. That's a sign that you're near God. He talks more about the goodness of God. His conversation are Christ-centered and not self-centered. When you are near God. It's not talking about what you've done, where you've been, and you, 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 me, me, you. Oh, be quiet. The closer you get to God, the more you want to talk about who he is and what he's done for you. Number three, what is good according to the scripture? What is good according to the scripture? Number three, walk in the way of goodness and keep to the paths of righteousness. Walk in the way of what? Goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. That's good according to the scripture. And the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 20 through 22, so you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. You have to walk in the way of goodness. Let him lead you in the path of righteousness. That's why some young folk don't live long. They veer from the path. Dying before, before they get to where God want them to get and be what God wants them to be. Uh, God preserve those who walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. But the wicked are cut off and uprooted from the earth. The, God knows how to kill you. I'm going to tell you something. When you know the Lord and you know him and you know he knows you, 
and you keep getting out in left field and beside yourself and you keep making a mess in the body of Christ and being rebellious and hellish. You know what? Before you do that much damage to the body of Christ and the testimony of our Lord, you know, God knows how to take you out of here. He said, amen. And then he said, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. <laughs> you know, you, in, you got some folk in Christ, but they're not living up to, to who they are. And God said, you know what? You're a detriment. I got to take you out. You, you misleading too many folk. You're hurting too many folk. Come on. Come on home before time. Come on. You get out of there. You don't belong there no more. You, you, you're too messy. And that's bad. Number four, what is good according to the scripture? Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. Proverbs 3, 27 and 28. It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your, your power, when it's in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I will give it. When you have it with you, that's evil. If it's in your power to do good, then what God expects you to do what? If it's within your power to help, then God wants you to help. If it's within your power to be a blessing, God wants you to be a blessing. God wants you to be a blessing. Do not withhold what is good. You, you, you owe some, somebody has worked for you, done some work for you, uh, uh, then pay them and on time. Amen. And uh, you loan somebody some money, they don't pay you back, don't kill them. Pray for them. You might have to go and release them for the sake of the relationship. You tell them, hey, stop hiding. It's okay. I, uh, you, you, you forgive them. So you can have peace and that man can too. Number five. What is good according to the scripture? It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Psalms 91, I'm sorry, Psalms 92, 1a says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. You see, it is the will of God for his children to give thanks in everything. That's, that's, that's the will of God. First Thessalonians 5, 18 says that in everything give thanks for it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I got something to say. The sin of ingratitude hinders the blessings of God. It hinders kingdom opportunities and creates a greater opportunity for Satan to work in our lives. When you are ungrateful, the sin of ingratitude, why? It hinders kingdom opportunities. God doesn't give you what you could have. And you create opportunities for Satan to take advantage of you because of your ingratitude. To work in your life. I'll tell you something else. We're, we're victorious over the calamities of life when we have a kingdom perspective. You realize, how many of y'all had some calamities and some trials and some things beyond your control that happened to you? Let me see your hands. Ooh, look, hold them high. Hold them, hold them kingdom high. I'm going to tell you something. It's a powerful point. You need to write it down. We are victorious over the calamities that intrude in our lives when we have a kingdom perspective about the issues that intrude. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together, what? For good. Not that all things are good, but they work together for 
your good and my good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. To be able to see God moving. God will let you in on some things through that crisis. God will increase your testimony through that crisis. In in the midst of a bad economy, God will show you how he can keep you in spite of and still position you for greater blessing. God ain't scratching his head wondering about how America's going to make it. He's God all by himself. I was talking to one pastor the other day and he said, man, I had a whole lot of folk and watch me. Uh, pastor friend of mine on the east side, he said, man, I had more than I ever had. I said, you know what, man? I had more than I ever had. I said, the house, I mean, it was a lot of folk. I never seen that many folk and watch me. I mean, we had good crowds, but last, last New Year's Eve was some crowd. And, and you know what the pastor said? He said, sometimes God has to squeeze our pocketbooks to get us to church and to turn us back to God. Mess with them 401ks and stocks and mutual funds and, 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 and cause you to be unstable and a little erratic. And all of a sudden you come to church, oh God. He says, thank you. That's what I've been waiting on. Oh God, I'm almost done. The height of ingratitude is to know that Jesus suffered, bled, and died on the cross that he rose from the dead and is coming back to receive you into heaven only to see you fail to return thanks by coming to take the Lord's supper as our Lord commands. And you can't come take it because you take comfort in your excuses. You take comfort in your personal pleasure. Uh, and, and, and all of that takes priority over holy sacraments. Unless you have to work Unless you are sick or out of town or something beyond your control with a child or something, holy communion must be a priority. The height of of ingratitude is to have Jesus do what you can do for yourself and you can come back this evening and say thank you around the Lord's table. Won't y'all say amen? God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.